This show may contain strong language and sexual content. If you're a minor looking for information or help without all the grown-up stuff, visit our website at mygayagendapodcast.com for resources. This episode contains discussion of sexual stereotypes about people of color. It also contains discussions about the LGBTQIA community, but you probably figured that out already. It's right in the title. Monday, we're super gay. Tuesday is also gay. Wednesday is still pretty gay. And Thursday, I have a night class. Friday, we continue to be gay. Saturday is the gayest day. Sunday, yeah, it's still gay, but we also record a podcast. Hello and welcome to My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast where we interview the queer community and plan our world domination. My name is Jay. My name is CJ, and we are your co-conspirators in trying to figure out whatever it is that cishet people think it is that we're doing. Uh, but CJ, what's on the by schedule for today? Hear ye, hear ye, and also <laughs> arg, we've got <laughs> often, often pirate Quentin J. Alexander. Hey. Hey. Or should I say, ahoy. (laughs) You're the pirate. You can say whatever you want. Like, (laughs) you're a pirate, but you're also a grown-ass adult. (laughs) That's true. Unfortunately. (laughs) And then uh, we'll play a game that Jay will lead, starring Quentin, and then me sometimes. Yeah, that's how today. How are you today, Quentin? I'm doing okay. Uh, the world is on fire, but um, oh sure, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. great. You know, I did I did some yoga this morning and took a shower, so feeling, feeling nice. okay. Heck yeah, <laughs> that, that sounds like a really zen morning, considering yeah. all of the uh, recently literal fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. It's like, oh, I, like anytime I think about like, because like we're in like this cold front right now, and then I like read like a thing. It was like, oh, we're in a cold front because of like all of the ash that's in the atmosphere right now from those wildfires. Lovely. Yeah, like, that's which, a great thing to think about. Which does suck because this is my ideal weather, but I didn't want it like this. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the monkey's paw curls another finger downward. <laughs> Damn it. Damn. <laughs> I uh I wore like my my denim jacket yesterday and I was like, oh, this is great. The world's on fire, the world's on fire, the world's on fire. Oh fuck, right. That's why I'm wearing this jacket, is because the world's on fire. <laughs> Less great. <laughs> Shoot, still love my jacket though. Yeah. It's a great jacket. It's got a lot of great pins on it. Ah, <laughs> uh, the crew uh, uniform. <laughs> Indeed. I still haven't bust. I have one jean jacket that is just unfathomably gay. Like I have so many pins on it and on the back, it's got a big old patch that says the future is queer. And the time has not yet come for me to bust that out, but it's going to be within the next few days. I can feel it. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about you, Quentin. A little bit about me. Um, Yeah, I'm 36. I grew up in uh, New Jersey in a town called Willingboro. Um, yeah, and let's see, I've been living in Philly since, like, 2013, I think. Um, yeah, and I, uh, I mean, I I identify as, like, queer, but, like, I think, uh, more specifically, I I consider myself someone that's on the uh, asexual spectrum, 
And I also consider myself either pan or, or bi-romantic. Neat. Um, Want to lead us on your queer journey? How how you figured those labels out for yourself? Yeah. As a motorcycle rudely <laughs> drives by me. Oh no, it's the gender police. That comes <laughs> I'm going to go yell at them. Hey! Hey, I'm trying to podcast! <laughs> I think that'll do it. Why aren't you eating stew right now? <laughs> Hold on, let me go. Hey, it's sweater weather. Come on. Are you wearing any bracelets in there? (laughs) (laughs) Better not be wearing any bracelets. (laughs) Update the, I had a gay cricket um, in my room somewhere, but it has gone silent. I think the gender police might have gotten it. It's a a fugitive from from the law. A tiny, tiny little, like cricket-sized prison cell. Ah, oh. <laughs> oh, we hate to see it. Truly, all cops truly are bastards. <laughs> not not my gay cricket, who was in Jay's room pre-recording. Wait, sorry, really quick side note. Um, um, I know I'm not the only one, but like, can I just acknowledge that every single time I see a cab, there is a part of my gay lizard brain that's like, assigned cop at birth? <laughs> Yeah. Assigned cop at birth, and then I have to like the, the, only, process. the only the only true br- blue lives <laughs> are the co- are the ones that were born cops. <laughs> oh my god! I I had somebody ask me what a cab stood for because like you know I'm a queer educator and they did think it was a gender thing and I was like oh no 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 this one is about th- this time it's about how all cops are bastards <laughs> and they were like oh I thought it was a gender I'm like no no <laughs> normally I would say everything's a gender but you know what in this instance cop is not a gender <laughs> So, so now that we're done yelling at motorcyclists, yeah, your queer journey, Quentin. Um, yeah, I think it was probably sometime in like my mid twenties is when I started like, I don't know, sort of like questioning like things. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if I had like a particular moment. Uh, that sort of like led to things, but like it, it was something that was like always on my mind. And I was also thinking about this a little bit before the interview um, is like, I think the first time I had ever heard the term bisexual or, or at least bisexual related to somebody that like I, I like knew personally. Um, I think I was like in high school and um, my sister was in college at the time and like someone that she had she had gone uh, she had gone to high school with um, this was like during like the myspace days and stuff like that and she mm-hmm. she, she like saw their like myspace account and uh, she, you know he was like identifying as as bisexual and she was like oh that's that's interesting I never I never thought he was like bisexual or whatever isn't that weird like I never thought about like that and and I, you know, Anytime, like, I always, like, heard, like, the term bisexual, I would, like, you know, and people would be like, oh, they're just confused or they're just gay or whatever. Mm -hmm. And my thought process was always like, wait, that sounds great, actually. (laughs) (laughs) 
oh, that, fuck yeah. Yeah, I was like, that <laughs> actually sounds pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and that's something that's kind of, like, always been, like, a constant with me is, like, is, like, thinking that, like, you know, bisexuality is, it's it's great. It's, like, I don't know, because I feel like there are so many pretty people in the world. And, you know, I feel like I spent a lot of time, uh, you know, because I didn't, I didn't, like, have, like, the college campus, you know, life or whatever. Um, so, like, I was always, like, commuting to school. And, you know, I was, like, you know, at home and stuff like that. And, um, like, watching, like, early Comedy Central and, like, uh, was it uh, 20 Days and 20 Nights uh, starring Josh Hartnett? would like come on a lot mm-hmm. and I don't know I I like always like had this like thought like oh well, he's really attractive like I think I might want to like <laughs> kiss him I think I might want to like make out with this guy wait what does that mean wait <laughs> <laughs> yes homo <laughs> <laughs> maybe homo I don't know <laughs> Yeah, but, like, I feel like that's always been something that's, like, kind of, like, in the back of my mind. And, like, I didn't really, like, act on it until I was, like, what was I, like, 25 or 26 or something like that. I don't know. Um, And this was, like, after I had, like, moved out of my parents' house and I was, like, you know, living, you know, like in like an apartment and stuff like that. I had roommate and stuff like that. And, um, and I, I was like hanging out with this couple a lot. Um, and I used to think like, wow, this is a really attractive couple. Like I'm re- really attracted to like both of them. Um, and we, we would have like parties at my house and there was like one evening where, um, you know, like the party was like winding down and, um, you know, the, like the couple was there and like the, you know, the, 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 the woman in, in the couple, she, she like fell asleep and it was just me and the guy. And like, he was like, Hey, do you want to like, like make out or like, or something like, and I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 because like I I had never been like asked that before. It was just like, okay, yeah, let's try this. <laughs> you know and, what? Sure. You know what? I'm game. Let's go for it. Um so yeah, like we went on the porch and we like made out for a while. Um and, like, you know, nothing really came of that relationship because, like, honestly, like, I found out that that guy was, like, a total fucking dirtbag, like, fucking oh. later on. And he was, like, really abusive to his girlfriend and stuff like that. And, oh, yeah. So it was just like, oh, wow, that's that gives me, like, a lot of weird uh, feelings thinking back to, like... <laughs> oh, we, we, we all end up smooching at least one dirtbag. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and, and, like, that was, like, in my mid-20s, and, like, that was, like, something that's, like, always, like, in in the back of my mind, but, like, I wasn't really surrounded by, like, a lot of, like, other queer people that I could, like, actually talk about this with, um, you know, and, and 
that didn't happen until like I I moved to to the city. Um, yeah, all your parents listening at home, the city makes you gay. Um, <laughs> it's, true. it's true. It's true. The city makes you gay. Um, yeah, and and then I I started meeting like a lot more like you know queer people and stuff like that, and I I began to get a little bit more comfortable um, talking about that part of me. Um, and yeah, that like, yeah, that I, I, I feel like now I'm, I'm a lot more easygoing about it because like they're, they're, I just know so many like, you know, queer people now. Um, and our uh, friend group is, our friend group is like, is there straight people that exist (laughs) ever? I don't know (laughs) now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think like asexuality is a little bit more uh, recent. Um, and I think a lot of that happened at like the end of like, you know, my last like serious uh, relationship. Like I, I feel like I discovered like a lot of things about myself um, and, and especially like how I view uh, sex. And I, I think I think a lot about how like when I'm in the in the the throes of passion. Right? <laughs> can you can you please uh do the audiobook for an erotic <laughs> Oh my god. I want I really do want to like have like an event where I just read like erotic fiction. Please. Like I would I would love to do that. Oh my god. <laughs> Anytime I have to like read or say anything erotic for like a play or anything like that, and I'm like, can we maybe not instead? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not feeling the energies. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and I, I just I just started thinking a lot about how I I didn't really care about sex. I'm I'm not I'm not sex repulsed. I I always kind of consider myself sex indifferent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, it's fine, you know, um, it's, it's whatever. I, I feel like when I was younger, um, and this is like a lot of like looking back, um, you know, I, I realized that like, you know, I would, you know, try and like get into relationships and stuff like that. And this was like for other people, because like, I was always like the token single friend and stuff like that. And it was like, wow, I would feel a lot better if there wasn't so much emphasis on like, you know, who I'm dating and who I'm having sex with and stuff like that. Like, I wish that like there was a lot less pressure on myself about that. Mm. Um, and, and then like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just like sort of fell down this like Google hole of looking up like asexuality and stuff like that. Um, and I think this was like probably like, I don't know, like 2016 or 17. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I, I found a book uh, called The, the Invisible Orientation um, by, by Julie Sa- Sandra Decker. Um, and yeah, like it explained, you know, asexuality. It explained how there are different types of attraction, whether it's like romantic or aesthetic or sexual. 
Um, and, you know, and how a lot of the time, you know, and I know that, like, I can't speak for, like, every single, like, asexual person, um, is, you know, the, the thought process of, like, you know, while you are having sex, like, do you think of it as, like, like, like this really sweaty, like, sort of passionate thing or whatever, or, or are you sort of just, like, like, like you're thinking about it in this, like, sort of choreographed kind of way. And I was like, oh, wow, I think about it in this very choreographed kind of way that's, like, very disconnected from, like, the actual experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was, like, one thing that sort of led me down there. I don't know what part of the spectrum I'm on. I kind of, like, thought about, like, demi or, like, gray sexual, but, like, I don't know. I, I, I always just sort of say, like, A-spec, which is short for asexual spectrum. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. We love a fun umbrella term. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Umbrella terms in general are great. It's a nice bonus when they're a little fun, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because A is just a hoot. Yeah. I wrote down that book title because I would love to read that. That sounds super interesting. It does. Yeah. It's it's very interesting. And it it covers, um, you know, how, you know, sexuality, like, is, is, like... It's different, you know, whether it's like culturally or, you know, between race. And and, and I found it very interesting when it when it talked about, um, you know, how a lot of like black and, and POC people are are over sexualized in, in the mm. media, mm. Um, you know, and how a lot of, uh, you know, like black and like POC um you know, people that might be asexual spectrum might not acknowledge it right away because of this sort of over-sexualization where it's like there's this expectation that society as well as yourself, you you put this pressure on yourself to be, uh, you know, this this really good lover or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> Like the stereotypes. Yeah, like stereotypes and stuff like that. Like, you know, once you go black, you never go back. And, um, and like, you know, and, and I think the Latinx community has like mm-hmm. that whole, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, caliente fire. Oh, no, you know the what? The Latin wait, lover wait, trope. Wait, wait, wait that. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like, yeah. Asi- like Asian women being like submissive and innocent and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And like, all of these different ways that different people are, are viewed through this sexual lens, um, you know, might uh, have people sort of like missing, like, you know, that sort of real deep internal thinking about mm. like what they actually do like or don't like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm going to check that book out for sure. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, Quentin, what is something you would like to tell cishet people for the very last time, and then you never have to hear about it again? Um, is is it all right if I have like two things? Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Have as many as you want. Okay. Well, like I think the first thing is um, minding your business is free. <laughs> um, you know. <laughs> Other people's, you know, uh, sexual orientation and gender identity is not really any of your business. Um, nobody is shoving it in your face. Um, you know, it's like that gay people exist. 
Um, and, that, and that doesn't have to like affect your life. It doesn't reflect on you. Um, yeah. Um, and also, uh, I think my second point would be Google is free. Google is yeah. free. Google yeah. is also free. Um, you can look up literally anything. Um, I, uh, oh, right. I think I saw like a post recently where it was like, they, they, ca- they recently cast like a non-binary actor to be in like the new, uh, like Star Trek series. Yes. Right. And there was like a screen cap where like, you know, somebody like replied to the, uh, to like the post saying, Hey, I just Googled what non-binary is and that, and that's great. You know, welcome to the greatest fandom on earth. And I was like, more energy like that, please. Yes. Yeah. It's like this person fired up the, fired up the old Google, typed in non-binary, found out what it is. And it was like, oh, that's great. Awesome. Congratulations on, on getting the part. <laughs> it really is that easy. I know exactly what screenshot you're talking about. And <laughs> I particularly love the energy that this person brought to the table because they were like, Oh, I looked up what non-binary meant because I thought it had to do with numbers. Well, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was just the sweetest thing on God's earth. It's lovely. It's lovely. Oh, my goodness. But uh, for the minding your own business is free thing, I, oh, my gosh. I uh, recently on on TikTok um, have got, I've gained a small amount of traction as somebody who talks about being like non-binary um but somebody commented on one of my things that was like how do you have facial hair if you're a girl and i was like (laughs) well i'm not a girl so like that's step one like i I, women and everybody who has facial hair is like super awesome and cool i'm just not one of them um (laughs) and then they were like they were like you're not a girl then where's your deep voice then like i lost my deep voice at like six flags or something <laughs> you, you scream too loud on the, <laughs> on king to <Dekai. laughs> there's just too many thrills <laughs> <laughs> you're just like on the roller coaster light where did my deep voice go so does like this person listen to like Frankie Valley and get very confused? <laughs> Where deep voice? Uh... <laughs> oh no, is Frankie Valley a girl? <laughs> yes, that's the new head cannon. <laughs> All I know is that I went on Batman and got a reverse vocal puberty. It it happens to anyone who goes on Batman the ride at Six Flags Green Adventure. <laughs> Uh, you know, <laughs> that's that's where my deep voice went. <laughs> that's where it went. <laughs> but it's like, in what possible world do I have to be entertaining any of these questions for you? I'm making yeah. I'm making stupid videos on the internet. Like, <laughs> this the, isn't anything. The thing yeah. that baffles me about people asking things like that on TikTok or on Facebook or like anywhere online is that to type in to the comment box a question... <laughs> Is already all of the work of Googling. You just did it in the wrong place. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, cut cut your question mm-hmm. to copy it and then paste it in Google and you're yeah. set. And, mm-hmm. and like, what are you going to do with this information? Mm-hmm. Like, right. 
it's like wh- like if if you were to answer the question what would you do what would the person asking the question do with that information is is like like i always feel like it's like well are are you are you like attracted to that person is that is that like <laughs> Is, is that, that why you're asking? Is that why you're asking? Like, are, do you want to not feel bad for being attracted to someone who's attractive? Because that's mm. that's that's weird. Um. <laughs> oh no! What if I turn you gay? Yeah, it's like oh no! Like 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 what is that? Like what does that mean? Like <laughs> right. Like what is that information? Like what are you gonna do with that information? Honestly, like. For for my part, like if if I if I can't tell if like if I can't tell the gender of somebody that I'm attracted to, it it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> right. <laughs> my first thought isn't, oh no, wait, hold on, what's their gender? Hold on. My first thought is step on me, step on me, step on me. <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was like one time I was like out with like a group of friends. I think we were like at like I think we were like at like a stand up like open mic or whatever and like one of my friends brought this gorgeous human being and you know I was like completely smitten and then my friend leans over and says you know he's a guy right and I was like yeah <laughs> it's like <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? What? what, what? <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I mean, like, you know, they were, you know, pretty androgynous. And I was just like, I, you know, like, it was like the first thought was like, huh, I wonder. And then, and then, like, the second thought was like, hey, does it really matter? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm in. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen, uh, I've seen a lot of memes recently that are things like, um, the idea of flirting and being like, oh my god, damn, you're hot as hell. What are your pronouns? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that energy. <laughs> That's some good energy. I uh, I one time had a friend be approached by somebody, uh, like we were all at a bar together, and a friend of mine was approached by somebody who was, in reference to me, was like, oh shit, what's their deal? Are they poly or are they polyam or like what, what's their deal? And I like the energy of like, let me check out what this person's relationship situation is like before I approach. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you have the opportunity to do reconnaissance. <laughs> yeah, it's like more mature elementary school, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Can you ask them if they like me? but it said it's like can you ask them if their relationship is open to multiple partners (laughs) and and or if they are actively seeking a new partner yeah (laughs) and could i be that new partner like theoretically speaking (laughs) well hypotheticals here (laughs) can i hand in a job application to snuggle them yeah. Oh, I would You're... love applications for polycules. Oh my god, can can we like have resumes? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, please let's let's relationship, collaborate on this. Relationship resumes, I think, would save so much time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. 
<laughs> and I'm yeah. not talking about like a dating profile. I'm talking about like an honest to goodness resume. You got to have like three references. Letters mm-hmm. of recommendation. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, <laughs> hey, can we contact like, you know, some of your past partners? Um, yeah, like, can you just like write their like, you know, number and like email? Just We're just going like, to have like a quick chat. See, see how things like, <laughs> you know, went, you know. Why did you leave your last relationship? <laughs> I'm going to call your ex to see if you need a therapist. <laughs> my last ex is not available for interview, but I can provide uh, my coworker as a character reference. <laughs> see, here's the thing. I unironically think that a lot of this is a good idea. <laughs> You know, and like, what what are your skills? What do you what do you bring to the table in a relationship? Like <laughs> special skills. It's like you know, special skills. I mean, I'm a good cook. Um, you know, I uh, yeah, like I try to uh, anticipate needs. Um, I'm a good listener. <laughs> Has a valid driver's license. Can hula hoop. Yeah. <laughs> Has the entire lore for the 1985 animated flop heavy metal memorized. Can, no. do, can do several British dialects. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see some headshots real quick. Mm. <laughs> well, that, for me, that'd be a huge lesson in you look different than your dating profile. Because my... <laughs> August 2019, CJ Higgins is a completely different hoe than what I'm bringing to the table today. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, you change your look very frequently. So, you know, I should be able to anticipate that. Is, um, is this just business Tinder? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think so. And can we, like, get in on the ground floor and develop that app? Um, I love... I love uh, being a uh, a delegator of tasks for that because I can't develop apps, but I can uh, speak with confidence as I'm not demonstrating right now. <laughs> so, Quentin, what is on your gay agenda? Um, let's see. Um, I would like for people to acknowledge that uh that all vampires are gay um, mm, yes <laughs> yes actually yes exactly yeah. exactly um, i think people should stop uh writing straight vampires correct um it, it doesn't seem very realistic um to you know live for hundreds and thousands of years and just be straight mm-hmm <laughs> I, I'm having trouble thinking of a single straight vampire. <laughs> Edward Cullen. Okay, but do we have factual in, proof that he is not at least bi? <laughs> I, I just his whole steez during the series as the resident Twilight expert. Um, <laughs> I would rate Edward Cullen as a toe to tip heterosexual. Which is just one of the many unrealistic parts of the Stephanie Meyer verse. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's okay. like all of the vampires are straight and very very monogamous, um, and don't have sex until marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exception, exception. Alice Cullen, you're telling me with that haircut, 
has to. You're telling me with that haircut? I don't buy it. Alice Cullen confirmed bisexual. Alice Cullen is the the one gay in a straight Mormon vampire family. Yes. And someday she will escape and move across the country. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. She's going to move to San Francisco and finally belong. Exactly. Exactly. But no, you are absolutely correct, Quentin, and I'm I'm glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. that is a real issue. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I I recently started watching uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, yes. So good. Like, oh, this is good. I I I like that every now and then there's there's a little bisexuality that's happening. Every yeah. now, every now yeah. and then. <laughs> I, yeah, I'd say that series is a pretty darn good representation of how gay vampires are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the very first vampire media is gay. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Carmilla, gay. Dracula, gay. Gay. Yep. We already brought that up on the podcast. Dracula's gay. Dracula is gay. <laughs> it's the Count from Sesame Street gay. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely he is. <laughs> The the count from uh, the count the count from Sesame Street is the gay guy who forgot that it was Pride yesterday. <laughs> ah shoot, it was Outfest yesterday. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> he has he has a very specific collection of memorabilia in his home that lives yeah. in an office somewhere. <laughs> to say i think he's like the um the the like old wealthy retired queen who like really likes wizard of oz yes big wizard of oz fan yeah most definitely a big wizard of oz fan (laughs) (laughs) a friend of judy as much as a friend of judy could be (laughs) awesome all right Time, time to play a game. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Hit it, Jay. Hello, it's me, Jay, your camp counselor, uh, and I brought a little quiz today. Oh boy. Uh, as CJ mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, uh, Quentin, you you do moonlight as a pirate on yeah. occasion, correct? Aye. <laughs> so I uh, I uh, I made a little quiz about. Uh, gay pirate history mm. um, that I call the pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Yes, <laughs> it is a multiple choice quiz, uh, and CJ is your lifeline. Okay. And uh, are you ready? Yes. All right. Question one: Which gay pirate? established the pirate code is it a black bart roberts b black beard or c black sam bellamy uh black bart roberts correct (laughs) (laughs) uh speaking of roberts question two roberts had a famous affair with george wilson uh when roberts crew captured wilson's ship he volunteered to join them growing ever more intimate with the captain 
What Incredible. was Wilson's job pre-piracy, allowing him to provide an important service to the ship? Was he a chef, a surgeon, or a cartographer? Hmm. Oh. Every I... last one of those are things I find important to ships. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did it on purpose. <laughs> I, I'm feeling like surgeon oh my goodness you're two for two (laughs) yeah surgeon is very important on a pirate ship Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) all right uh this next question uh does include a french word please give me some grace here i will do my best i I believe in you (laughs) quite a few pirates partook in a practice called Matelotage? Oh, yes. Hey. Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> so you're going to nail this one too. <laughs> so what is matelotage? And the uh, options are A, a branch of pirate cooking based on brewing spirits and making cheeses below deck. B, a style of decorating one's piratey garments with the goal of showing off wealth and intimidation. Or C, pirate gay marriage. Pirate gay marriage. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I'm so glad it was that one. Yeah. <laughs> There's oh, some dispute. Oh, do you have? Uh, oh, seems- yeah. Like when I, yeah, because like I, you know, I I've studied pirates and stuff like that, and like yeah, they had they had gay marriage, and they also had polyamory uh, gay marriage. Yes. Because uh, you know, if if a person was like already married. And when they entered into their gay marriage, their wife was like both of their wives. <laughs> I love that for them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's some uh, dispute among historians whether or not it was like romantic, but like the ones who say uh, it isn't are killjoys and homophobic because um, <laughs> it is a civil just partnership. Good it's a civil partnership where you just happen to live with your best bud yep. and share all your property with them and fight and die together. So, <laughs> oh sure, yeah. They called each other mate, guys. <laughs> Jeez. Um. All right, we're gonna step away from the gay stuff just for a second. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Because I think it's important to address this. Besides civil unions, what other socially progressive policy did pirates partake in? Hmm. Is it A, unemployment payments, B, health insurance, or C, public education? Um, it was health insurance. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Captain Morgan uh, decided, you know, if you lose um, an eye, you get this much money. If you lose mm-hmm. a leg, you get this much money. Great for pirates. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> health insurance, workers comp. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to name another one, but I didn't know if that was going to be the next question or not. <laughs> uh, uh, perhaps. Uh <laughs> Our last question, question five. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anne Bonny and Mary Reed were some of the few women convicted during the golden age of piracy. They also were absolutely girlfriends. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, but they did have trouble initiating their relationship due to one particular speed bump. What obstacle did these sapphic pirates have to surmount before they could smooch? Is it that A, they were from rival pirate crews, B, they were both engaged to other crew members, or C, they both thought the other was a dude? Drama. I think it's C. It is? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Okay. <laughs> For uh, some time in their life. It's just a Shakespeare play. It is. It, it absolutely is. And uh, <laughs> let me tell you, it just gets more Shakespeare. Mm. I'm so excited. Uh, because besides the fact that Anne Bonnie and Mary Reed both spent like a portion of their lives living as men. Um, yeah. So I don't know, gender fluid icons, potentially. Yes. Um, Anne Bonnie was also in a relationship with um, Calico Jack. Mm-hmm. And when Anne Bonnie and Mary Reed were like a thing, Calico Jack got real jealous. And then Anne Bonnie was like, it's okay, it's okay, Mary is a chick. And then he was like, okay. And then the three of them just like lived together and were pirates. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the name of the the show. I think it might have been on like Discovery Channel or something. And they had like a whole thing with like pirates, like in during the golden age, and they had like little like sort of reenactments, and they actually reenacted that part. <laughs> where it was like, it's like, wait, 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 but, but, she, but she's, a, she's a girl also. And it was like, uh, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, which lets us know that um, not only did were pirates uh, actively polyamorous, but they also even back then had those terrible uh, polyamorous dudes who were like, well, it's okay if it's with a girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, you absolutely blew that out of the water. Five for five. A plus. You are Ooh. the pirate royalty. <laughs> Yay. Thank thee. Thank thee. Good job, Shark Tooth Devin. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, yeah. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Say an upcoming event. Oh yes, uh, there's a there's a little show that's happening on uh, September 26, uh, which is next weekend. Well, it'll um, be this week. Oh, it'll be this weekend by yeah. the time the episode releases. Right, right, right. Oh yeah, time. What is time? <laughs> um, I right. don't know her. Yeah, what is time? Um, yeah, it'll be the 26th, and when this airs, it'll be that weekend. Um, called the Hashtag Nightlife Renaissance Fair. Um, it is a digital renaissance fair um, broadcasted via live stream um, that I am producing with CJ Higgins. Woohoo! Yeah. Um, yeah, we have... Uh, you know, a variety of acts. Um, you know, this was this was sort of uh, a, a brainchild of of me and CJ, um, where you know during uh, quarantine was happening, we were like, oh, we're we're probably not going to get to go to like a Renaissance fair, um, you know, this year. And I know that Renaissance fairs are like opening up again, like with like a lot of restrictions and rules and stuff like that about social distancing, but you can have a Renaissance fair in your very own home by going on the Facebook, um, looking up the hashtag nightlife Renaissance fair. Um, 
and we will have the stream open on uh, September 26th, and we'll have a bunch of acts um, in stage combat, in music, uh, drag, burlesque, um, magic. Uh, yeah. we, got, we got some magic. It, it'll, it'll be really cool. Um, yeah, and that starts at, at 5 o'clock, where we'll be having the artisan hour or the artisan two hours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a shame that artisan hour is catchier, even though it is a two-hour uh, <laughs> event. It's like this is not the first time I've like done like an event that was like called the hour, but it was actually more than an hour. <laughs> but something the about blank hour is just the better. hour. Yeah, yeah, and artisan hours does make it seem like a very, very long event. Yeah, right. exactly. It's like it's like, am I gonna be looking at these craftsmen, these glass blowers, and and soap makers, and jewelry makers, and painters? Uh, these are actually some of the 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 uh, the artisans that we're gonna be having on the uh, the program, um, and it it won't go for a, a million years. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we'll we'll have like a, a good variety of uh, artisans that will be giving demonstrations of how they make their wares, and you know, and you can you uh, the viewer at home uh, can enter into a raffle to win some of their uh, some of their wares. So, um, and then and then uh, at seven o'clock we'll have uh, the nightlife uh, show. Um, oh yeah, I, I also failed to mention nightlife. K N I G H T. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a knight, what that fights for the throne. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, that'll be the nightlife show where we'll be having all of our different acts our, our musicians, our drag artists, our burlesquers, our magicians, um, stage combatants, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that'll be at seven o'clock. Um, yeah. yeah, and I will be posting links about uh, where to find that live stream in the episode description. So if that intrigues you, no matter where you are, you can uh, join in by clicking that link. Yeah. Great, Jay. If you uh, if you want to tweet your gay pirate name at me, I'm on Twitter at underscore glittergoblin underscore, and I link to other social medias from there. And you can find My Gay Agenda on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, I went backward, so just find us on social media first, I guess. <laughs> um, but if you want to listen to us, too, uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and just about where else podcasts happen. Um, if you are looking us up there, why not give us a little rating? We'd love to hear about how you think the show is going, particularly if that is a positive feeling that you have. Mm. Um, don't forget as well that we have a Patreon. So if you want to uh, join us for some exclusive content in exchange for a uh, little financial assistance that will help us uh, make the show better and better all the time, um, then you can join us on there at patreon.com slash mygayagenda. Like Rachel swashbuckling Higgins, and Tiny Sneal. Until next time, put this in your gay agenda. Change the world. Love yourself. Update your relationship resume. Yeah. Yeah. And that's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda.